Today is the sixth day of February. Welcome to the Daily Audio Bible. I am Brian. It is great to be here with you today as we uh, as we take our next step forward into this month and through the Bible. And uh, we've been reading from the Amplified Bible this week, which is what we'll continue to do. We're in the book of Exodus in our Old Testament reading. Today we'll read chapter 23, verse 14, through 25, verse 40. And uh, we're reading some of the first laws to be given. Three times a year, you shall celebrate a feast dedicated to me. You shall observe the feast of unleavened bread For seven days you shall eat unleavened bread as I commanded you at the appointed time in the month of Abib. For in it you came out of Egypt. No one shall appear before me empty-handed, but you shall bring sacrificial offerings. Also, you shall observe the feast of harvest, of weeks or Pentecost or first fruits. Acknowledging the first fruits of your labor, of what you sow in the field. And third, the feast of ingathering, the feast of booths or tabernacles. At the end of the year, when you gather in the fruit of your labors from the field. Three times a year, all your males shall appear before the Lord God. You shall not offer the blood of my sacrifice with leavened bread and the fat of my feast is not to be left overnight until morning. You shall bring the choice first fruits of your ground into the house of the Lord your God. You shall not boil a young goat in its mother's milk. Behold, I am going to send an angel before you to keep and guard you on the way and to bring you to the place I have prepared. Be on your guard before him. Listen to and obey his voice. Do not be rebellious toward him or provoke him, for he will not pardon your transgression, since my name and authority is in him. But if you will indeed listen to and truly obey his voice and do everything that I say, then I will be an enemy to your enemies and an adversary to your adversaries. When my angel goes before you and brings you to the land of the Amorite, the Hittite, the Perizzite, the Canaanite, the Hivite, and the Jebusites, I will reject them and completely destroy them. You shall not bow down to worship their gods, nor serve them, nor do anything in accordance with their practices. You shall completely overthrow them and break down their sacred pillars and images of pagan worship. You shall serve only the Lord your God, and he shall bless your bread and water. I will also remove sickness from among you. No one shall suffer miscarriage or be barren in your land. I will fulfill the number of your days. I will send my terror ahead of you 
and I will throw into confusion all the people among whom you come, and I will make all your enemies turn their backs to you in flight. I will send hornets ahead of you, which shall drive out the Hivite, the Canaanite, and the Hittite before you. I will not drive them out before you in a single year, so that the land does not become desolate due to lack of attention, and the wild animals of the field do not become too numerous for you. I will drive them out before you little by little until you have increased and are strong enough to take possession of the land. I will establish your borders from the Red Sea to the Sea of the Philistines, the Mediterranean, and from the wilderness to the river Euphrates. For I will hand over the residents of the land to you, and you shall drive them out before you. You shall not make a covenant with them or with their gods. They shall not live in your land because they will make you sin against me. For if you serve their gods, it is certain to be a trap for you, resulting in judgment. Then God said to Moses, Come up to the Lord, you and Aaron, Nadab and Abihu, Aaron's older sons, and seventy of Israel's elders, and you shall worship at a safe distance. Moses alone shall approach the Lord, but the others shall not come near, nor shall the people come up with him. Then Moses came and told the people everything that the Lord had said and all the ordinances. And all the people answered with one voice, Everything the Lord has said we will do. Moses wrote down all the words of the Lord. And he got up early in the morning and built an altar for worship at the foot of the mountain with twelve pillars, memorial stones, representing the twelve tribes of Israel. Then he sent young Israelite men and they offered burnt offerings and sacrificed young bulls as peace offerings to the Lord. Moses took half of the blood and put it in large basins, and the other half of the blood he sprinkled on the altar. Then he took the book of the covenant and read it aloud to the people, and they said, Everything that the Lord has said we will do, and we will be obedient. So Moses took the blood, which had been placed in the large basins, and he sprinkled it on the people and said, Behold, the blood of the covenant, which the Lord has made with you in accordance with all these words. Then Moses, Aaron, Nadab, and Abihu, and seventy of the elders of Israel went up the mountainside, and they saw a manifestation of the God of Israel. And under his feet there appeared to be a pavement of sapphire, just as clear as the sky itself. Yet he did not stretch out his hand against the nobles of the Israelites, and they saw the manifestation of the presence of God, and ate and drank. Now the Lord said to Moses, 
Come up to me on the mountain and stay there, and I will give you the stone tablets with the law and the commandments which I have written for their instruction. So Moses arose with Joshua his attendant, and he went up to the mountain of God. And he said to the elders, Wait here for us until we come back to you. Remember that Aaron and Hur are with you. Whoever has a legal matter, let him go to them. Then Moses went up to the mountain, and the cloud covered the mountain. The glory and brilliance of the Lord rested on Mount Sinai, and the cloud covered it for six days. On the seventh day, God called to Moses from the midst of the cloud. In the sight of the Israelites, the appearance of the glory and brilliance of the Lord was like consuming fire on the top of the mountain. Moses entered the midst of the cloud and went up the mountain, and he was on the mountain forty days and forty nights. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Tell the children of Israel to take an offering for me, from every man whose heart moves him to give willingly, you shall take my offering. This is the offering you are to receive from them, gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet fabric, fine twisted linen, goat's hair, ram's skins dyed red, porpoise skins, acacia wood, olive oil, for lighting, balsam for the anointing oil and for the fragrant incense, onyx stones, and setting stones for the priest's ephod and for the breastpiece. Have them build a sanctuary for me, so that I may dwell among them. You shall construct it in accordance with everything that I am going to show you, as the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of all its furniture. They shall make an ark of acacia wood, two and a half cubits long, one and a half cubits wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay the ark with pure gold, overlay it inside and out, and you shall make a gold border, a frame around its top. You shall cast four gold rings for it and attach them to the four feet, two rings on either side. You shall make carrying poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold and put the poles through the rings on the sides of the ark by which to carry it. The poles shall remain in the rings of the ark. They shall not be removed from it so that the ark itself need not be touched. You shall put into the ark the testimony, the Ten Commandments, which I will give you. You shall make a mercy seat, a cover of pure gold, two and a half cubits long and one and a half cubits wide. You shall make two cherubim, winged angelic figures of solid hammered gold, at the two ends of the mercy seat. Make one cherub at each end, making the cherubim of one piece with the mercy seat 
at its two ends. The cherubim shall have their wings spread upward, covering the mercy seat with their wings and facing each other. The faces of the cherubim are to be looking downward toward the mercy seat. You shall put the mercy seat on the top of the ark, and in the ark you shall put the testimony which I will give you. There I will meet with you from above the mercy seat, from between the two cherubim, which are on the ark of the testimony. I will speak intimately with you regarding every commandment that I will give you for the Israelites. You shall make a table of acacia wood, two cubits long, one cubit wide, and one and a half cubits high. You shall overlay it with pure gold and make a border of gold around the top of it. You shall make a rim of a hand width around it. You shall make a gold border for the rim around it. You shall make four gold rings for it and fasten them at the four corners that are on the table's four legs. The rings shall be close against the rim as holders for the poles to carry the table. You shall make the poles of acacia wood and overlay them with gold so that the table may be carried with them. You shall make its plates for the showbread and its cups for incense and its pitchers and bowls for sacrificial drink offerings. You shall make them of pure gold. You shall set the bread of the presence, the showbread, on the table before me at all times. You shall make a lampstand of pure gold. The lampstand and its base and its shaft shall be made of hammered work. Its cups, its calyxes, and its flowers shall be all of one piece with it. Six branches shall come out of its sides, three branches of the lampstand out of the one side and three branches of the lampstand out of its other side, the shaft being the seventh branch. Three cups shall be made like almond blossoms, each with a calyx and a flower on one branch, and three cups made like almond blossoms on the other branch with a calyx and a flower. So for the six branches coming out of the lampstand and in the center shaft of the lampstand, you shall make four cups shaped like almond blossoms with their calyxes and their flowers. A calyx shall be under the first pair of branches coming out of it, and a calyx under the second pair of branches coming out of it, and a calyx under the third pair of branches coming out of it, for the six branches coming out of the lampstand. Their calyxes and their branches shall be of one piece with it. All of it shall be one piece of hammered work of pure gold. Then you shall make the lamps of the lampstand, seven in number, with one lamp at the top of the shaft. The priests shall set up its seven lamps so that they will light the space in front of it. Its snuffers and their trays 
shall be of pure gold. It shall be made from a talent, fifty to eighty pounds of pure gold, including all these utensils. See that you make them exactly after their pattern, which was shown to you on the mountain. Matthew 24, 29 through 51. Immediately after the tribulation of those days, the sun will be darkened, and the moon will not provide its light, and the stars will fall from the sky, and the powers of the heavens will be shaken. And at that time the signs of the Son of Man coming in His glory will appear in the sky. And then all the tribes of the earth, and especially Israel, will mourn, regretting their rebellion and rejection of the Messiah. And they will see the Son of Man coming on the clouds of heaven with power and great glory in brilliance and splendor. And he will send his angels with a loud trumpet and they will gather together his elect, God's chosen ones, from the four winds, from one end of the heavens to the other. Now learn this lesson from the fig tree. As soon as its young shoots become tender and it puts out its leaves, you know that summer is near. So you, too, when you see all these things taking place, know for certain that He is near, right at the door. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you, this generation, the people living when these signs and events begin, will not pass away until all these things take place. Heaven and earth, as now known, will pass away. But my words will not pass away. But of that exact day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son in his humanity, but the Father alone. For the coming of the Son of Man, the Messiah, will be just like the days of Noah. For as in those days before the flood they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the very day when Noah entered the ark. And they did not know or understand until the flood came and swept them all away. So will the coming of the Son of Man be. Unexpected judgment. At that time, two men will be in the field. One will be taken for judgment and one will be left. Two women will be grinding at the mill. One will be taken for judgment and one will be left. So be alert. Give strict attention. Be cautious and active in faith. For you do not know which day, whether near or far, your Lord is coming. But understand this. If the head of the house had known what time of the night the thief was coming, he would have been on the alert and would not have allowed his house to be broken into. Therefore, you 
who follow me must be ready because the Son of Man is coming at an hour when you do not expect him. Who then is the faithful and wise servant whom his master has put in charge of his household to give the others in the house their food and supplies at the proper time? Blessed is that faithful servant when his master returns and finds him doing so. I assure you, and most solemnly say to you that he will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if that servant is evil and says in his heart, my master is taking his time, he will not return for a long while and begins to beat his fellow servants and to eat and drink with drunkards. The master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him and at an hour of which he is not aware and will cut him in two and put him with the hypocrites in that place where there will be weeping over sorrow and pain and grinding of teeth over distress and anger. Psalm 30 Thanksgiving for Deliverance from Death A Psalm A Song at the Dedication of the House the temple, a psalm of David. I will extol and praise you, O Lord, for you have lifted me up and have not let my enemies rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought my life up from Sheol, the netherworld, the place of the dead. You have kept me alive so that I would not go down to the pit, the grave. Sing to the Lord, O you, his godly ones, and give thanks at the mention of his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment. His favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may endure for a night, but a shout of joy comes in the morning. As for me, in my prosperity I said, I shall never be moved. By your favor and grace, O Lord, you have made my mountain stand strong. You hid your face and I was horrified. I called to you, O Lord, and to the Lord I made supplication or special request. What profit is there in my blood, my death, if I go down to the pits, the grave? Will the dust praise you? Will it declare your faithfulness to man? Hear, O Lord, be gracious and show favor to me, O Lord. Be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing for me. You have taken off my sackcloth and clothed me with joy, that my soul may sing praise to you and not be silent. O Lord my God, I will give thanks to you forever.
Proverbs 7, 24 through 27. Now, therefore, my sons, listen to me and pay attention to the words of my mouth. Do not let your heart turn aside to her ways. Do not stray into her evil, immoral paths. For she has cast down many mortally wounded. Indeed, all who were killed by her were strong. Her house is the way to Sheol, descending to the chambers of death. Okay, so in the book of Matthew today, Jesus uh, is continuing a conversation uh, that he started yesterday as he's walking with his disciples by the temple complex and they're, they're kind of marveling about the construction of the whole thing. And Jesus says the whole thing's coming down, basically, and then he begins this conversation uh, about the end times. So he's like, the sun will be darkened and... Uh, and the moon isn't going to have any light and the stars are going to fall from the sky and the powers of the heavens are going to be shaken. And, and then at last, the sign that the Son of Man is coming will appear in the heavens and there will be deep mourning am among the peoples of the earth. This is Jesus actually quoting Isaiah chapter 13 and Joel chapter 2 as he's discussing uh, the time of the end. And as we talked about yesterday, when we began this conversation, Jesus is, uh, he's revealing that the thing that we deeply long for, right? The rebirth of everything when all things are made new. So what we long for is preceded by things that we'd probably rather skip, right? We want the baby without the labor pains. Uh, but it's only the labor pains that bring the new birth so for millennia we've been trying to uh, uh, you know observe the signs of the times and make the predictions on where we are and an apocalyptic worldview kind of leaves a sense of unease just kind of permeating everything but Jesus actually pulled us away from that fear and hysteria and asked us to uh, to look from a different perspective Jesus said, nobody knows the day or the hour when these things will happen. Not even the angels in heaven, not even the Son himself. Only the Father knows. So, so you, you got to keep watch because you don't know the day when your Lord is coming. That could change our lives if we would embrace that because it involves every moment of our lives starting like right now. So Jesus said, yeah, I mean, it's going to get rocky out there and uh, there's going to be some tumultuous situations to go through, but we're not supposed to be pulled toward fear or panic. Instead, we're supposed to live with awareness and hope awareness of what's going on so that we're not blindsided and surprised and hope for what is actually happening. Even though at first it's going to look hard and bad, it's actually birth pains. New life comes out the other side of this story. And we aren't going to figure, 
we're not going to figure out something that Jesus himself from his own lips is claiming not to know. What we're supposed to do is be ready, be prepared. It's that whole story that Jesus told the last of our reading today, where a master has put a servant in charge of caring for the other servants and then goes away. And he expects that servant to care for his other servants until he gets back. And if he does, then the master will put him in charge of all his possessions. But if he doesn't, and he says in his heart, and this is where it gets really, really uh, familiar. It's taking a long time. He's not going to return for a long while. If the servant in the story takes that perspective, then he will stop being vigilant about how he cares for the other servants and may even begin to be abusive toward them and may begin to be be seduced into, well, in Jesus' vernacular, drink with drunkards, right? So be seduced into a worldly lifestyle that's um, f- full of partying and no vigilance. Well, then the, then the servant wasn't paying attention wasn't aware and the master will show up unexpected so basically the posture jesus is suggesting that we espouse and live into is to approach um is to approach the future as if it's already underway And, and if we'll heed this then we will be ready not just like for For whenever the end times may be truly upon the human race, we'll be ready to participate and collaborate with God in the redemption of the world, wherever we are on the continuum. And uh, and, and watch as I tell you this, these themes of vigilance, of awareness, of endurance, of stamina, of preparedness, they're going to run through the rest of the whole Bible. The Bible will continually shake us awake because we're not supposed to go through life asleep. We're supposed to be participating. And so, Father, we thank you for this, uh, another day to kind of con- contemplate these, these things, these matters of vigilance and preparedness in the context of, uh, of the end times, which is what you were speaking of today, Jesus. And so we thank you for this opportunity and we invite your Holy Spirit to begin to speak to us about what it looks like to be ready and prepared. Uh, What it looks like to live as if uh, the coming of the kingdom is underway, is happening, is now, and is moving forward, and we are a part of this story. Come Holy Spirit, we pray. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask. Amen. DailyAudioBible.com is the website's home base, of course, where you find out what is going on around here. So uh, stay connected in any way that you that you want to. The prayer wall is at DailyAudioBible.com as well. So pray for your brothers and sisters, or maybe you need uh, your brothers and sisters to pray for you. This is a one good way to reach out. So check that out. The prayer wall is at dailyaudiobible.com, but it's also uh, you can also access it from within the Daily Audio Bible app by pressing the little drawer icon in the upper left-hand corner of the app. Uh, so stay connected and pray for each other. 
The Daily Audio Bible Shop is also available with resources for this one-year journey through the Bible, so check that out. And check that out in the app or, or, or on the website as well. If you want to partner with the Daily Audio Bible, you can do that at dailyaudiobible.com. There is a link that is on the homepage. If you're using the app, you can press the Give button in the upper right-hand corner. Or if you prefer, the mailing address is P.O. Box 1996, Spring Hill, Tennessee, 37174. And if you have a a prayer request or comment, and I have a prayer request, I mentioned it yesterday, uh, that we as a community begin to pray into and over uh, our our pilgrimage to the land of the Bible that's uh, coming up in just under... Two weeks we'll be heading out and uh, certainly I and the team will be heading out from here but people from all over the United States and even the world will be f- uh, flying in and meeting up in Tel Aviv and off we will go so uh, prayers of the community over that as we go into it as we're there and as we reintegrate back into our lives wherever our homes might be This is something that uh, needs prayer, needs a lot of prayer, needs uh, uh, God's people who are in this together, which is us, this community around this global campfire in this together. So thank you for your prayers. But if you have stuff going on in your own life, there are a number of numbers that you can call depending on where you are in the world. If you're in the Americas, 877-942-4253 is the number to dial. If you are in the UK or Europe, 4420360880078 is the number. Or if you are in Australia or the lands down under, 6138820 is the number to dial. That's it for today. I'm Brian. I love you, and I'll be waiting for you here tomorrow. Hi, Daily Audio Bible. My name is Mary Lynn Wilson. I'm from New Brunswick, Canada, and this is my very first call. I started listening back in November, uh, and I'll hopefully get to know you a little bit better over the coming months. But right now, I just want to lift up our sister, Margot, from Australia, who is now doing her missionary trip in Liberia. Margot, you have been on my heart for the last two weeks at least, and I've been prompted to call more than a dozen times and have avoided it, so I apologize. I ask you to forgive me. So, Heavenly Father, I just lift up our sister right now. Father, she knows that she is obeying your call. Father, she wants nothing more than to be in your will. And so, Father, I praise you, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion and the God of all comfort. Father, we pray for comfort for Margot right now so that as she is comforted, she can then comfort others with the same comfort Jesus has given her. This, Lord, is what she has been called to. Father, give her peace. Father, give her joy again. Lord, your joy doesn't leave us. Sometimes we leave it. And so, Father, we just pray that Margot would grasp onto you and uh, reach out to you. Also, Lord, I just thank you for prodigal. I'm so glad to hear his voice again and that he's doing better. Not good, but better. Father, thank you. I lift him up in your heavenly, precious arms. In Jesus' name, 
Amen. Hey everybody, it's Margot from Australia, still currently in the UK. Um, <clears throat> just thought I'd check in and let you guys know that I am doing better, certainly doing a lot better, and I am incredibly grateful for all of your prayers. I have really felt them. Um, I really, those first few days, I think I kind of just went into shock, and um, yeah, they they were rough. But um, I've regrouped. I am I'm feeling the peace of the Lord. I still have um, my ups and downs, obviously, it's not going to change, um, but I have his peace in my heart and I certainly have excitement for the future. I, I do want to thank a few people that specifically prayed, Valerie prayed, that day you prayed was perfect timing. I'm Paul from Houston, you prayed a couple of prayers that were so meaningful. Candace from Oregon, I'm so grateful for that beautiful prayer. You prayed and amazed by grace in Massachusetts, you said you were praying, which means so much to me. Sherry, who loves to worship, that prayer you prayed brought tears to my eyes. There was a man on the prayer line, I didn't. I don't think he left his name, he prayed for us. And then yesterday, Isabel from Australia prayed. And it is so encouraging to know that people are praying for me um, and my husband and understand that this is a really hard time, you know, it's exciting, but... But it's also hard, and I'm so grateful for your prayers. We have, we are, it's my last day today of our orientation course that we're doing here in the UK, and tomorrow we leave for Uganda. So my husband will be doing some flying stuff there and getting his African license sorted out. So um, I would love it if you continue to pray that that process could go quickly because we're really keen to get to Liberia. And these things can sometimes take a while in African countries. Okay, love you all heaps. Bye. Good day, everyone. This is Pamela, the teacher slash pastor's wife, calling from Huntington, New York. I hope everyone is having a fantastic beginning of the new year. I miss all of you. Haven't had an opportunity to call in like I would like, but always listening in, always praying. Today, I just want to lift up pastors and their wives and their families. Father, in Jesus' name, we lift up pastors. We lift up the men and the women of God that stand in office. We pray for them, O oh God, that you would give them wisdom, that you would give them knowledge, that you would give them direction. We pray for their wives as they stand with them in faith. O oh God, that you would strengthen them and encourage them. We pray for their finances. Oftentimes, Lord, you know the things that have to be made for pastors and their families. We pray, that, Lord God, that you would bless their finances. Open up doors and make ways, Father. We just thank you for their children. Oh, God, who also make sacrifices with their parents, Lord. We lift them up, God. Oh, God, we thank you for blessing them. We thank you for using them for your mighty glory, Father. In Jesus' name, continue to pray, everyone. For those who pray can expect a miracle. And we ask one special prayer request. Lift up Pastor Gary that God will have his way in his life, in Jesus' name. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Bye. Morning, Daily Audio Dabbers. About a year ago, I found this app, and I was listening, and I missed the whole first part of the year where Brian goes in-depth into the Bibles and what we do and how we do it. So I was just listening to the Bible part. I did not know about the request. It wasn't until, I believe it was Candace from Oregon, 
made a statement one day that stayed with me the entire year. She said, you have no idea. And I was a little bit offended at that, thinking, well, yeah, I do. It's an audio Bible app. He was correct. I felt the Lord saying, be still. And so I self-imposed a be still on my lips. Thank you, Lord. I've grown so much through this year, and I just wanted to share to those that are joining us this year, you have no idea what the Lord has in store for you. Keep with it. I encourage you to go. All my friends, Blind Tony, Gloria Soldier, I have learned to love you through this app. I continue to listen every day. My heart is full because Brian, you and your family... I have such a wonderful ministry, this healing in parts and ways you have no idea. Thank you.